It is so good to be here with you today. In a few moments, we're going to look to the Word of God. We're going to look to the Bible. But before we do that, I have a short video that I'd like to draw your attention to this morning. We are obsessed, curious, distracted, and fixated. Like an accident on the side of the road, we can't look away. Something or someone has our attention. We are followers. We are all following something. Sports teams, political candidates, natural disasters, breaking news, financial markets, technology trends, famous people. The list never ends. What is your curious obsession? Who or what are you following? Is Jesus on your list? Does he turn in and out of your thoughts? Is he a consideration of who you are and what you do? He should be. Let your heart catch fire with what it means to be a Jesus father. Your life will never be the same. If you remember last week, perhaps you recall, we had a two-seater bike up here. And we were talking about how it is so important that Jesus Christ be the center of our lives. In other words, everything that we do in our life, every component of our life, every activity, every hobby, our job, our marriages, our families, everything we do should revolve around our relationship with Jesus Christ. Today, what I'd like to do is I would like to talk about love. Now, I realize that this is not February, thank goodness. There's no more snow, at least for now. So, perhaps it may sound a little strange that we would talk about love when it's not February, it's not Valentine's Day, it's not necessarily a a wedding celebration today. In fact, it's not a wedding celebration at all, so it might seem kind of odd that we would talk about love, but what I want to do is I want to talk about a special kind of love, an amazing love, a love that comes from God. You see, when Jesus Christ is the center of our life, as we were talking about with that bicycle up here last week, and by the way, Heather and I, we, we did end up taking that bicycle for a little bit of a ride in the parking lot following our service. I'm sure that video is still available on YouTube if you want to see how that went. Uh, But I want to talk about love today, and particularly, I want to talk about God's love. We're going to draw from the Word of God today. We're going to draw from the Bible, and once again, if you don't have a Bible, let us know, because we would love to put the Word of God, the Bible, into your homes, into your hands today. So let us know if you don't have a Bible, and we will mail one to you. I'd like to go through a couple of scriptures this morning. The first one is Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Luke chapter 12, verse 15, and it says, Life is not defined by what you have, even when you have a lot. You see, today we're going to talk about love. You know, something I've learned, and perhaps you've learned this as well, life is not about you. 
Life is not about you. In fact, it's not about me either. Something I've discovered, and possibly you have as well, is this truth that there is so much more to this life than getting up every day and going about our daily routines. There's so much more to this life than just school or work or earning a degree or getting a well-paid job. And one thing that I believe is for certain that this COVID-19 period has, has shown us, yes, it's been difficult, and, and I'm not going to take away from the difficulties that COVID-19 has presented to every single one of us because we've all been affected in one way or another. But one thing that this period of time has, I believe, shown us is it's shown us truly what has value in life. What are those things that really are meaningful? Perhaps it's the relationships that you enjoy with one another. Those have new value now because, well, we've had a period of isolation and social distancing, and social distancing continues. And so those relationships that, that we value, they're, well, it's a little bit harder, isn't it? It's a little bit harder to get together with those that we love. It's hard to even sometimes do the things that we like, perhaps like go to school or go to work, all of these things. But I believe that life is all about what we do for Christ and his kingdom. Let me say that again. I believe that life is all about what we do for Christ and his kingdom. It all comes back to, once again, this, this illustration that we did last Sunday about the bike and the tire and Christ being the center. But what keeps us? Last week we talked about living our lives centered around Christ. This week, as we talk about love, what keeps us from living a life in Christ? You see, I believe it can all be summed up in one word. Selfishness. Selfishness. It means stinginess, resulting from a concern for your own welfare and disregard for others. The story is told of a mother who was preparing pancakes for her son, Kevin 5 and Ryan 3. And the boys began to argue about who was going to get the very first pancake. Their mother saw the opportunity for a moral lesson here and asked the question to the boys. If Jesus were sitting here, he would say, let my brother have the first pancake. I can wait. So Kevin turned to his younger brother and said, Ryan, you be Jesus. What are some examples of selfishness? Some examples could be, and I'm sure you could add to this list, it's my way or no way. Or having a visit with someone and all you talk about is yourself. Can you identify with that? You go and you talk to somebody and I know perhaps it's been a little bit longer period of time with these restrictions, but perhaps you've had a FaceTime conversation or a Skype conversation or a Zoom call with someone and they have taken all of that time to just talk about themselves, not giving you an opportunity. Or how about not inviting another friend 
to join you on something because you don't want to make the effort to make the connection with them. Or perhaps this is a really relevant for today's times, is cutting in line so you don't have to wait. I was at the grocery store yesterday, and I was waiting in line, and this person was, was walking in front of me, and the person actually just looked at me, looked at the line, looked at the signs, and stood right in front of me. Now, I didn't say anything because a part of me just kind of wanted to laugh a little bit because it was completely obvious that this person had, had jumped right in line, and there was a long line up behind me, and the person behind me said, aren't you going to say something? And I said, no, it's totally fine. Now, I'm not saying that to make myself out to be a hero at all. I'm not saying that. But, you know, sometimes we just, we've just got to give people the benefit of the doubt and be polite. It's, it's about love. It's about putting Christ center. So what would Christ do in these situations? There's a lot of things that we can do to give an appearance that says, life is all about me. And we live in a culture that promotes me, that promotes me, myself, and I. The truth is today, life is not measured by what we get. It's measured by what we give. Life is not measured by what we get, but in fact by what we give. As Christians, as people who have life in Christ, remember Christ is that center. As Christians, people who have life in Christ, we are called to have a life beyond me kind of focus in our lives. We are challenged to live a life that focuses on God. It focuses on God, others, and ourselves actually last. Now, Let's circle back a little bit and talk about this period of time that we're dealing with right now as a culture. Are there ways, are there situations that are presenting themselves to us right now that will allow us to put others ahead of our own interests? Think about that for a moment. There's going to be times in the coming days where some of the decisions that are made might not just make us happy, but they are for the betterment of those around us. We need to think of others. We need to think of how others are being affected. Particularly right now, we can talk about how the, the elderly and the young or the people that are, are immunocompromised and if they became ill, it could be very serious for them. We need to work very hard to, to protect them and pray for them and put others before us. You see, it all comes back to the Bible. Everything comes back to the Word of God. Even what we're dealing with right now in our culture during these times, it all comes back to the Bible. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, verses 33, listen to these words. The Bible says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Here's a life principle. If we take care of God's stuff, he will take care of ours. 
So today, as we talk about love, as we talk about something all of us struggles with understanding, as we talk about this topic of love, something to understand about the word love is love is a value word. Love is a value word. It is reserved only for people, not things. When was the last time a thing loved you back? When was the last thing, when was the last time a thing called you in a time of need? When was the last time a, a thing showed up for you in a time of need? You see, love is something we all want to give and receive. Let me share with you this morning three things. Three things love gives our lives. Three of the greatest loves of our lives. God. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. The Bible says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your might. You see, God needs to be the greatest love of our lives. God, he, he needs to be the number one. If he is not the number one of our life, then everything else in life will not work out as well. That's why people live their whole lives searching for happiness, and they never actually find it. Because God is not number one in their life. We come back to what we were talking about last week. If, if Jesus is not the center of our lives, then nothing is going to fill that void. And perhaps you are, you've been searching for something that will bring you happiness. Let me tell you, it's not found in money. It's not found in your job. It's not even found in fullness within, within your friends or your family. The only thing, and let me tell you this, let me encourage you by saying this today, the only thing that will bring you true peace and true happiness is your relationship with God, your relationship with Jesus. Deuteronomy says that we should love him with all, with all of our hearts, with all of our emotions, with all of our soul, our will, and with all of our might, our action. This means that God dominates every feeling, every decision, and every action. Let's make a decision today to love God more. Second, others, family and friends. John in the Bible, the book of John chapter 15 verse 12, it says this, I command you to love each other in the same way that I love you. How did Jesus love people? Simple. He gave his life for them. Life was not about him. It was about God's mission for his life. We need to love one another. Not for what we get out of them, but for what we can give to them. But loving people, it it gets a little bit tough sometimes, doesn't it? Believe me, I know. I know how hard it is sometimes to love people. Because people will always disappoint. 
people will always let us down. But let me encourage you today. There is one relationship that will never, ever, ever let you down. And that is your relationship with God. The Bible says that God will never let you down. He will never leave you or forsake you. Jesus Christ was the greatest example of love. And we must learn. We must learn to love others more. I would encourage you, even today, as we lead up into a fresh week, beginning today and into tomorrow, whatever you are doing, would you make it a priority to love others as Christ loves you? Now, I realize that that's going to be a difficult ask because no sooner do we make a commitment like that when we are presented with some really difficult moments. But before you respond to that email, before you re respond to the text message, before you respond to that situation that, well, you've been wronged, how would Jesus respond? It's a little bit like that lady I was talking about in the grocery store, the person that, and I don't know if she really meant to do it. I don't really know. But how I responded was what I felt in that moment, how Jesus would have responded. Now, I'm not saying that I per, I'm perfect. I'm not saying that I get it right all the time. Believe me, ask my family, ask my wife. I do not get it right all the time. Believe me, because I am human. But I am thankful that Jesus Christ gets it right all the time the time. Jesus was the greatest example of love, and therefore we must learn to love others more, as our example is Jesus. And third, the unconvinced. Check out these words in the book of John, chapter 15, verses 8 through 10. Listen to these words. What if a woman has 10 silver pieces of money and loses one of them? Does she not light a lamp and sweep the floor and look until she finds it? When she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together. She says to them, be happy with me. I have found the piece of money I had lost. I tell you, it's the same way among the angels of God. If one sinner is sorry for his sins and turns from them, the angels are very happy. What does this mean to us today? I wonder if sometimes we read this story in the Bible and think that it's just a person that lost ten quarters. Something, to, something that we need to understand is each silver coin was called a drachma. Each of these coins was a full day of wages. If you lost ten cents, if you went out today and you dropped 10 cents, would you spend a lot of time looking for it? Now, perhaps if you're a child, you, you just might. You might spend a lot of time looking for it. But most people, I think we could agree, let's be honest, if you were to drop 10 cents, you probably wouldn't spend a lot of time. You wouldn't look that hard for it. But if you lost $100, Wow. You would probably look everywhere. You would overturn every, every part of your home, every sheet, every drawer, and you would work a little bit harder to find that missing hundred dollars. I ask you today, 
we can understand and appreciate the value of $100. That's a lot of money. But I'm not suggesting today that we have disregard for the value of money. But let's consider this this morning. We agree we would work hard to find the lost $100 bill. But what about those people who have not yet found Jesus in their lives? You see, this is how we should love those who have yet to begin a relationship with the Lord. And I'm going to remind you, if you do not have a relationship yet with Jesus, if you are watching today, if you're joining us today, and you do not yet have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then I would encourage you to do it, even right now, and just say, Lord Jesus, I surrender all. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Lord Jesus, I give you my life right now. I believe that as a result of that decision in your life, the greatest love of all has become a reality in your life. But this is how we should respond to those who have yet to begin a relationship with the Lord. We should work hard. We should work hard to share Jesus with them, to tell them what Christ has done in our lives. This period of COVID-19, it has taken what we would have called normal for all of us and changed it in dramatic ways. If someone was to tell me in February of this year that we would beginning, we would be beginning a online live church service gathering, I probably wouldn't have believed them. I thought, I would have thought that, that that's crazy. But here we are, June 14th, 2020, and we're broadcasting live. A lot of things have changed, but I see this as an opportunity to share the love of Jesus with all of you. I care. I truly do. I care about seeing people find Jesus Christ and begin a relationship with them. What is love? There's a poem that's titled, What is Love? And it reads this. I think it is valuable today. Listen to these words. It says this. The poem says, what is love? It is silence when your words would hurt. It is patience when your neighbors hurt. It is deafness when scandal flows. It is thoughtfulness when others woes. It is promptness when stern duty calls. And it is courage when misfortune falls. I ask you today, how are your love levels in your life? How is your love level with God? How is your love leather, love level with others, family and friends? How is your love level with the unconvinced about Jesus? 
I happen to believe that there are people in your life, no matter who you are, no matter how much you feel that you contribute, there is people in your life that need Jesus Christ. There's people all around us that, that need to hear the hope of Jesus. And I would just encourage you this week to be on the lookout and don't miss the opportunity. Love. Love like Jesus. And yes, it's going to be hard work. And yes, it's going to take sacrifice. But I believe with the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through our lives, we will be able to love like Jesus. I want to thank you today for being with us. Allow me to close in prayer today. Would you join me? Lord, thank you. Thank you for being such an example of love. Thank you, Lord, that we can place our lives in your hands. And Lord, we pray today that as we go about our week, that Lord, as we go and we serve you, that Lord, that we would be mindful of the opportunities that are going to be presented to us to love like you. Lord, I also pray for those that are joining us today that are in need. I pray for that person that is perhaps watching and joining us today that is in need of a financial miracle. I pray, Lord, that you will provide for them. I pray for those that are in need of a physical miracle today. I pray, Lord, that you will heal them. And, Lord, we thank you that we are not without hope. Thank you for this beautiful day that you have provided to us. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Once again, we're here for you. If you would like to reach out, if you'd like somebody to talk to, if you'd like a Bible, let us know. If you prayed today and invited Jesus to be your Lord, invited Jesus into your heart, let us know. We'd love to begin the journey with you and encourage you. God bless you. God bless your family. We'll see you next week.